But the last time we talked about being very, and I'm still, if you were on that live, I'm still super thankful about that, um, that revelation. So the last time we were speaking about being very clear about where you're going, what you want, what you desire, which is, you know, we, we, we talk about that. That's not super new. Um, we, we hear about that. We know about that. However, something that we discovered in that conversation was that you also need to be very serious and intentional about the journey. And so I kind of want to come with that because I know a lot of times, and, and myself included, I can get very laser focused and miss everything. Like even when I'm riding my bike, like if I'm riding my bike, swimming, working out, I, I am very present. I mean, like lifting weights, I am very present because um, they're heavy. <laughs> and anytime, and that might be a lot of time why so many of us learn through pain. Um, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I mentioned Marianne Williamson, Deepak Chopra, Eckhart Tolle. If you're in a place where you're attempting to shift your mindset to a much higher level, in addition to my money mindset membership, which we talk about all these people in there and we discuss these people in there, I recommend you know, spending some work and some time with these different people because they can help you shift your mind. However, you know, in, in setting goals, and some people believe goals aren't necessarily needed. I still like goals. I, I believe in writing them down by hand. But bigger than that, because I have a whole book dedicated to goal setting. And I've spoken about goal setting for many, many years. 21 Day Word Revolution dives very deep. It's highly recommended. It's one of, it's still to this day, um, the number one seller out of all of my books. And it is the first book that I ever put out. Um, and it still moves faster than all of them. And I can say that because it still blows my mind. But it talks about goals um, in depth. And in money management, I have a section dedicated to money goals. Um, so I'm not going to tell you how to set goals. What I'm going to say is along the way, be very clear about what you want. Um, I'll come back to that. Um, be very clear about what you want. I do offer a membership group that is like a group mentorship. If you are ready to shift your mind, shift your money, go to the next level. Um, and, you know, you can access that on my website. Um, and so being very clear about what you want and a lot of areas of my life, if I can, if I can for a second, um, a lot of areas and somebody just asked if, you know, just a side note, if I offer mentorships, I set up the membership group, the Money Mindset membership group to be a group mentorship. I get that question a lot. A lot of people are ready for some level of coaching, not necessarily ready for individual coaching yet. Um, it is a great place to learn. It is 
hours and hours and hours and hours of content. We go live in there and everything. It is a great place um, to start. And we talk about a lot of the things that have helped me and my clients, my individual one-on-one clients through their mindset and financial journeys. However, in growing your finances and your mindset, you know, a lot of times we say, oh, I want a million dollars. And last time I spoke about, but why? And not necessarily why do you want to, but like, what do you plan to do with it? Can you literally see yourself with a million dollars? And we need to get very clear vision wise about why we want a thing and what that thing is going to provide for us um, and what we're going to provide for that thing. That's something else that shifted my money. And I think I'm going to stay there. I'm going to stay there um, because I, I, I hit on this a little bit last time. But one of the biggest things that shifted my income, and this is what people, I don't think people like talking about this, but one of the biggest things that shifted my income wasn't just the goal setting. I, I, I started to be very clear about the desires of my heart, the things that I wanted, but something that turned my finances around were two things. I stopped doing, I was about to say shit, but I stopped doing things that I did not want to do. There was a time in my business when, and I'm not saying like sacrifice, like, you know, I don't want to keep my books. I don't want to do bookkeeping. So I'm not, that's not what I mean. Like some stuff comes along with money. You know, you have to balance your money. You have to see what's coming in, what's going out. That's not what I mean. Like if you don't like it, pay somebody to do it, but it still needs to get done. What I mean was when I first went into business, I went into business to prove to everybody that I could. And I was doing a lot of stuff that I didn't like to do to prove that I could do it. But who is the they that we're proving this to? Because none of them people was offering me money to pay my bills. None of them still to this day. And so what I, I realized is that one reason I was so stressed out because I was doing a lot of stuff that I didn't like doing that I could do, but I didn't like doing. And then another reason I was stressed out, and this is, this is where we'll stay, is I was doing a lot of stuff for self-gratification. Um, I was doing stuff for me. What about me? What about me? What about the voice that said, what about me was bigger than anything else that was going on. And that kept my money very tight, very low, because I could not see anything else. Um, and I was so stressed out about making more money and having enough money that my hands were closed. And I use this analogy when describing one of my cousins to another cousin. If you're walking around all the time with your hands closed, meaning that you can't understand why you should give out, you can't understand um, why you should share, then what ends up happening is you also are blocking anything coming into your hand. It's the same thing when you're stressing about money. You're literally resisting money coming to you because money doesn't want to be around somebody that's like, uh, let's create chaos and confusion. And that doesn't know what to do with it. That's why I said before you get the money, see yourself being with the money. Like, what do you want the money for? Get very clear. Like, if you just want to buy a bunch of Birkin bags, understand that. Because once you buy your Birkin bags, what's going to happen is you're going to be broke. But be very clear that that's what you wanted. So that when you're broke after having all your Birkin bags, you knew, well, I just wanted some Birkin bags. Get very clear. Like, what's the point of this? Is it generational wealth? Is it to build a legacy to where you have money 
coming in for your grandkids, grandkids? Like, what is the point of it for you? How do you see you spending it? Like, what do you, where do you see yourself living? Like, if you can't see that, you'll never have enough resources to have that. And so one, like I said, I was all in this, what about me? What about me? I really couldn't see past my own face. You know, I was like, oh my God, I'm struggling. And I was working, I was working all the time then. I'm not even going to tell y'all when this was, but I was working all the time. I was always speaking somewhere. I was always on somebody uh, show, always on somebody um, page, oh, just everywhere. Everywhere. Broke, broke. And so something said, I was, I was, this is when I first started to meditate and shift my mind and listen to all of these teachings. And they said, what you, your skills should be a gift to the world and what you want should bless you and everybody around you. And it stuck with me. Cause I was like, I don't necessarily come from a standpoint of how can I bless those around me? How can I help people around me? And I always come from a standpoint of why these people are not giving me enough money? Why I'm not making enough money? Oh, I need to make, I need to charge more. I need to do this. And you should, you should raise your prices. You know, know, your prices should increase with your, your skill set as you get cold blooded out here. Your, your, your pay, what people have to pay to sit in your presence should increase period. Like you think I went to school all of them years and I meditate all the time. And I, you know, I'm on my face praying and I'm reading all of these books to not No. And it's not, I'm not doing it too. I'm doing it for my greater good and the greater good of those around me. However, there's a little price that comes with that. Um, or many cases, a big price, but you know, but you pay for what you get, you know, you get what you pay for. Um, and so I, I remember shifting my mind, like, okay, for the next year, I think it was six months a year. I'm not even going to wonder how I'm going to pay my bills. I'm going to get so busy wondering how my clients are going to master their money goals and their mindsets, how they going to pay their bills. And the people I work with, I'm going to put out so much information and that's why my uh, social media shifted. That came after this, years after this. But I got busy like, okay, they want, I had one client, she wanted to start making, uh, I think at that time, 30 or $40,000 a month, right? She, has, she had just started this new venture and she was actually making about five or $6,000 a month. But I'm good at what I do. And we literally, and when I got busy, focusing on other people, we literally increased her monthly. And I'm not talking about a year. I didn't say she was making five. This was a month. We year, we literally in 90 days took her income from five or 6,000 a month to about 35,000 a month. Literally, I just focused on building her business. I just focused on where the holes were. Um, another client, she used to have very dry months. Um, she's a realtor and she, she talks about this a lot on her page. She used to have very dry months. Like literally if you're in real real estate or any service-based business, like people who like, I have a, a business, um, I'm CEO of a business tax firm as well. Cause yeah, I like money. I'm good with money. I like numbers. It fits. A lot of my work is through helping people get money, but in that, you know, if it's, but you know, people will assume, oh, after tax season, 
you know, it gets dry. I literally in a tax business have people come and give me money year round. And so as a realtor, she would have dry months and she accepted it. So notice I talked about the money in the mind. In her mind, realtors have dry months. So her money dried up as a result of her mind. But that's not true. Like who said, who is they? These they people keep controlling us. So what I told her was like, why we got to have dry months? Says who? People buy houses year round. You just need to position yourself to be the person that they come to to buy houses. We, after working together, maybe like a year, I don't even remember how long it was. It might've been six months, but I'll say a year. Um, Cause there was a full cycle of her real estate business. Like, you know, full year. She literally went on live. I didn't even pay her to do this. <laughs> and spoke about how I think January, December, January, February, January, February, March used to historically for years, and she had been a real estate agent for years, had been her driest months. Like she would save up her, her big months to cover her expenses and because she wouldn't even make sales. And how that transformed into her having her biggest months during the months that were normally dry, like biggest months historically. Recently, she sold, um, no, she had a buyer purchase the most expensive house that she's been in um, contract with since she started the business in January. So I say all that to say, I got very serious and intentional about helping people around me. So what do you think happened as a result of this? I started to make, I'm going to answer for you. I started to make more money than I had ever made in my career. Period. When I rather working in corporate America or not. And then I had multiple streams coming in because during that time I also was approached about starting a business tax firm. So now I'm making six figures from the business tax firm. My clients are winning. So I'm getting paid from that. I have more books coming out. Like it's it's hitting, hitting. And this went from being broke, broke when I was, what about me? What about me? What about me? Oh my God. You know, I'm so, I'm stressed out how I'm going to pay my bills. That was my mindset. I was raised in scarcity and I had to, I had to change my mind. Um, I had to shift my mind. And is it my parents? Well, my parents were probably, ain't no, probably they were raised in scarcity and they were raised in scarcity. And then now you're hitting people that's coming out of slavery and all of that. But you, y'all don't want to talk about that, you know? So I'm not, I'm a, I'm a leave that alone. However, it's handed down. And so when I'm talking about getting clear, are you handing down scarcity to your children, nieces, nephews, cousins, or are you going to be the one to say, cause this is mindset too, baby, when you talk about me, you're going to be like, she did that thing. What? What? <laughs> you ain't going to, you ain't going to put no dirt on mine, put some respect on my name. I'm handing down, I'm handing down houses, something else that that's really important for me. And this is the vision. This is the vision that I keep talking to y'all about. You have to have the vision to see what you want very clearly. For me, there was a time when I had, um, how, how can I say this? House scarcity. I didn't know where we were going to live. Me and my daughter. Like I didn't have stability and consistency in our shelter. 
Maslow's hierarchy needs, my very base level of needs were not met. That's what people don't like to talk about. And so for me, something else that is extremely important is that my daughter and her daughter and sons and their daughters and sons will never have to wonder where they're going to live. I'm going to be the, the one in the family to bring, there's never going to be shelter scarcity or basic need scarcity because I've walked this earth. Like that's bigger than a lot of things for me. And it's going to, it takes multiple properties for that. But you, it's never you, you might have some other shit that I didn't think of that wasn't, but it's never going to be, oh my God, I'm going through something. Where am I going to live? Now you got to pay your utilities. I, you know, but even that you can put that in a trust for people, but as far as shelter, always going to have somewhere to stay. Everybody that's coming up, always, we're going to, we're going to pass this stuff down. And then you lock it in. You also have to know how to lock it into where people with, who for some reason come in and let people convince them they can't sell it. You can't sell this. Even when I'm gone, there's not going to be permission for that. Boo, this is, this is what's happening. Um, and so, you know, I got, I got very serious about not, and then suffering. <laughs> this is, this is going into another conversation. Suffering can also make you shift your mind. You don't have to learn through pain. You don't have to suffer to shift you. Like this can be your invitation to join the membership group, be on a webinar so that you can shift your mind intentionally before the pain. However, many of us go, oh, Lord, my life is falling down around me. Let me go ahead and shift my mind. But you can shift your mind before that or you can start planting the seeds for when, you know, it's time to shift, you're ready to shift. You know, uh, Nipsey Hussle said, um, opportunities meet preparation. So you can start preparing now, even if you don't know what the, the trigger is, what, what am I going to do with it? But a lot of us wait until it's like, oh, sh- <laughs> let me join this. Lord, I need a, I need an answer. I need a rescue. Don't do that. Like now I will say I start to prepare more and not just for the future, for today, for the legacy, for the vision, like putting things in place now so that if something happens, you're always ready. Like Ty is, you know, Ty is used to come in and knock me off the horse. What I mean by like car tires, like, you know, you always need tires, right? And when I was younger, tires used to come in and punch me in the face. But even then, I've always, I always had, I always had money. Um, I had credit cards and stuff like that and good credit. So I put it on credit card and then I got to pay it over several months. Now, and then my side is so expensive now. I think, shoot, last time they was 1100 for three or something. And guess what? Guess what? I was still able to pay all my bills. I ain't even have a panic attack. I wrote it. And I ain't have to use a credit card. I could have, and I know one of my clients, who does credit repair is gonna be like why you ain't put that up get your rewards at this time i just gave the people the cash i I still like maneuvering cash and so i say all of that to say many times we think money comes to us from external results and it does like your girl said you know faith without works is dead i believe that too i believe that once you have the vision now you you must get up I don't believe you got to get up every day. You should have days to just chill, watch your favorite show. Don't eat cookies like me because I pick, you know, them cookies, Lord, them fresh baked cookies. 
what way to my heart? Fresh baked. People like to bring them from bakeries and that's cool. But fresh baked, like hot out the oven, chocolate melting when you break the, what? You want to get married? <laughs> but anyway, people think that if I work, 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 and I work like a dog, I'm going to be wealthy. And that's possible. But when you see Diddy on P. Diddy, Pup Daddy, whatever we calling them, when you see him on a gram, you see him walking around in a fur, coming from a meeting, going to get on a yacht. You see work and you see tons of fun. And so it's not always the grind. And of course, he's been doing this for a while. And yes, there is a grind phase. There are times when I work, like I get up at six. I might not go to sleep till like one, two o'clock in the morning. And all of that is work. There are times for that. There is a season for that. That's usually project-based. I have something coming out. We're putting something out. I got this idea. I'm putting it out before the idea is gone. However, a lot of, and even that is not external. It sounds external. It sounds like I'm saying, oh, I work with work. But imagine a mental discipline for me to do that. Because this might be during Mardi Gras. This might be during the holidays. I could be anywhere. I could be traveling. I could be doing something else. But my mental discipline says, this is what we're doing. That's mental discipline. My, um, my food habits allow me enough energy to do that without crashing. Like I talk about, you know, there's a podcast going around right now on discipline. That's mental. That's mindset. Like, okay, am I willing to, because I love a cookie. I could eat them every day, like a few of them. My waistline going to suffer. My clarity going to suffer. My sleep's going to suffer. So then my mindset has to say, you like these, but you can't eat them all the time. You, you can, all things, you can do all things. However, it's going to mess your, your journey up a bit. You're not going to be able to move like you need to move. And so our mindset is what really sets us up for winning. And a lot of times we think outside of ourselves, like if I get a better job, which it can, but then what are you, what are you attracting? Like you're getting a better job shouldn't be extremely difficult unless you're resisting it and you don't feel like you deserve it, which is also mindset. Then when you get this new job or you having the same issues, I had a client like that. She, I had got her to where we worked together to get out of place where she was making more money. But I noticed every time she got to a new job, she complained. And I said, it's you. Because I, one time she was working in Alaska. It's really cold, but it's beautiful, right? Ain't nobody else. She ain't nobody else in her family had went to Alaska. You in Alaska for the free. The, the job was paying for everything. And she getting big money. And she would complain. And I said, oh, no, boo, it's you. You got to shift some stuff about your mind that every new place you get, you find an issue. Ain't no issues. One time she had a position in Miami. I don't care if she on here. And she hit it because I told her. I told her, so, face. But that's mindset, too. Like, you know, because now, you know, oh, I'm a queen. I'm gonna... We're not doing that. And that's why it's important to get your mind together. Start working on your mind now before the things that you want manifest, before the things that you want starts to be attracted to you. Yes, there's work, but the preparation, like making sure you're the person that can handle the opportunity before I get here, that's manifestation. Like when it comes to me, will I be able to accept it and do what I need to do with it or am I going to lose it? 
Am I going to lose it? You know how many times I didn't got big checks? And my checks still maneuvering through my life and my finances? Let me make sure I ain't lying to you. What are you doing with these things? And so a lot of times we don't consider, this is why, and I, I'm glad we went here because I've never, I don't think I broke down why I focus on mindset. So I just told you, you know, your mind got to be right. Your mind got to be right. Because it dictates everything. It Self-love is a mindset. Like right now I'm going through a thing where my self-love got to be way up here because, you know, the, the heart and the body and all of this want something completely different. And you ladies, you know what I'm talking about? I ain't going to get into it all the way, but you know what I'm talking about. And so it's like, you know, your heart be like, oh. but the mind be like, girl, you sit down. I ain't playing with you. And so you, you, you really need to spend time. Like if you want to shift your life, and you want your life to look different. You want the results and the outcomes in your life to look different. Hey, lady, then you have to make sure that your mind is on point. Your mind has to be on point because there are going to be like some of the stuff that I used to go through. I don't go through anymore. But some of the stuff that I go through now, I've never went through before because I think it has to it has to see you really you saying you want this. You want your life to be different. But do you? And so some of us not willing to go through some of that sacrifice, that discipline, that, you know, that stretching, and it's painful. I was listening to Marianne Williamson this morning, and she said something. I was like, girl, she not lying. She not lying at all. She said, many times we stay where we are financially. I'm adding this part. Financially, relationally, uh parentally, familially, um, fashion-wise, because some of y'all could, you know, I'm tired of this. Your edges, your edges be fought, like all, all of these things, because it's way more comfortable to stay where you are. Now, this is what she said. It's way more comfortable to stay where you are than it is to go through the process of healing and uncovering and becoming so you decide, oh, Lord, that hurts. She says way more painful to go through that. You literally are stretching into your higher self, stretching. Like if you think of a rubber band and I'm stretching, you start, you start seeing that white part, the rubber band probably going, I know you lie. And so it's painful. I know, <laughs> I know. And it's, and sometimes you'd be like, uh-uh, no, ma'am, this can't be what God has for me. So I'm going to go back to this old thing, but you, you ain't even like it there. So my thing is, and, and, and I want you to really hold this with you. Like some of my clients say, I'll be hearing your voice. I'll be like, what, what, what would Dr. Square say? That's a flattering thing. I want you to remember this, but I don't even like it here. I don't even like it here. Where, whatever here is, for me right now, it's what well, was relationally. I don't even like it here. So why not sacrifice long enough for the possibility to at least be somewhere where I like it? What if I just endure this for the nights? Because this they pay me a note for a night and, and joy coming tomorrow. I'm still waiting. <laughs> it's been a few nights. But I don't even like it here. Why would I stay? Like, I'm uncomfortable here and I'm in pain here. But I know that if I go through this pain, there is a huge possibility that shit's going to get real and better. 
And some of us don't want to do that. I understand because it's painful. Like, like some of the stuff you start seeing and uncovering, it's like, think of a, a wound that's healing pus and blood and all of this stuff is coming. It has to come out. And it's painful. One time I burned my leg. Um, I was like a sophomore in college and I had third degree burns on my leg. And, you know, one of the things that they told me when I had the third degree burns on my leg, it wasn't healing right. And he told me, the doctor said, every day you're going to have to take a towel and this stuff, and you're going to have to scrub that scab that's keep trying to form, that skin that keeps trying to form over there, or it's going to heal incorrectly. And I would, because you're telling me what to do. You're telling me if I want to heal, this is what you have to do. And I would get in the tub and I would scrub this thing and I would cry, like be hollow, howling, like, uh, like, and my, my mom would come and be like, oh my God. And blood would be going down the drain and pieces of skin. And, and it was so painful for weeks. And then it started to heal correctly. And then I noticed when I would scrub it, I wouldn't feel anything. And then now there's a tiny scar left to remind me to never do that again. But you can't even tell, like you can't even tell where that burn is or where that burn was, was. And I remember that pain, like, and I forgot about the pain until I started talking about it, but my, I got chills because I remember, but I don't remember it enough to relive it. I would never do it again. And it woke me up, but that is how, mindset works like you have to shift something in yourself that it is going to feel like death almost like i'm gonna just go on and stay right here i'm a i'm no no ain't no way this is because this is too much and many people stay right there and then some of us go through that pain of scrubbing that blood and that skin off and shifting our lives and winning winning that's the part of winning you don't see. The ones, the, the ones that are in that tub screaming and hollering when nobody else noticed, I did it. Nobody wasn't scrubbing it for me. I did it. That's mindset. Nobody else can't shift it for you. And so if you want your money to shift and your life to shift, guess what you got to do? You got to shift your mind. And I've never broken it down to that extent, but that's why I focus on mindset. Because without it, Life's going to come in and going to say, you said you wanted a love like this, but I'm going to give you this one to see if you was lying. And it's going to be almost, it's going to be, it's going to be almost, it's not even going to be close. It's going to be almost, it's going to be better than what you had, but ain't nowhere near what you want. And you're going to have a decision. Or life going to come in and say, well, you said you wanted this, but I'm going to give you this and see if you, if you really, if you're really willing to sacrifice what you can see for what you truly want. Because this is going to be comfortable. This is going to be cool. You're not going to be fully happy, but you're not going to be sad at all. And some people be like, this is good enough. I've heard people say that, this is good enough. For me and mine, I want everything. Everything I see. Because I, I can't imagine being about to die and being like, dang, I wish I would have. I wish I would have did this. I wish I would have never married your daddy. <laughs> I wish I would have never married your daddy because they had a man. I don't, I don't want them kind of conversations at the end. I want to be like, you know what? We showed out in this life. This I, I gave it all I had. I, I, I fought, I cried, I cut up, I laughed. 
I want to be able to say I gave him everything I had. I lived that one. I did that. And so, you know, if you want that money, you want that cash, you got to be willing to bleed out down the drain, cry, snap. Not saying it has to be hard. What I'm saying is there's going to be a process that might kick your ass. There, because, and not externally a lot of times, because all of the stuff that's blocking you from having money is sitting in there blocking you from having money and you have to purge it out. And some of you, once you do that, your kids will never have to go through that. They already gonna have a money mindset. They're gonna have to figure out other stuff. They're gonna have other barriers and issues or not. I don't even want to speak that. But they're gonna have their own journey to overcome. But it's not gonna be money. They're gonna be used to money. They're gonna be used to a different life. And so when we're thinking about shifting our minds, you it's not external. When we want our money to grow, we think it's external. We gotta go fight this fight, work all the time, act crazy, you know do some strange things for change. No, <laughs> unless you want to. Um, what you need is to not just sit there and, and think it's going to fall on you. And it will, and it can. But let me let me start shifting these things and preparing for this life I say I want. And even that is painful for people. Even people don't, there's people that don't even want to do that. Let me prepare for the life that I say I want to live. 